want to hear what you're going to say. Oh, and get it, and get it recorded. Oh, yeah. I know it's going to be sizzling I think, hot. <clears throat> I think honestly, where this where this really began for me, as far as the problems or the perceived problems, was when they were talking about the ticket prices. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. They reveal the ticket prices. It was like, oh, uh oh, um, that's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, uh, just. I, I'm honestly still like I'm still really confused as to why the only reason why they decided to race on like you know in Vegas on the street like this down the the Vegas Strip mm-hmm. um, is because of the show you sure. know the yeah. show the spectacle mm-hmm. and I do genuinely worry that this is setting a precedent for future races you know what I mean like yeah. I worry that like you know silverstone is going to suddenly set up like you know giant flashing spotlights and have like some you know celebrity you know introduce the drivers under like a cloud of steam and like you know they're going to do some crazy you know <laughs> yeah. over the top display mm-hmm. and like maybe i'm sounding like some old curmudgeon you know uh, a sort of like old ways are best but like i mean <sighs> you know what's interesting about what you're saying is that I think what what's happening is that there was a calculus that was done of what the average American sports fan likes, right? Yeah. And the outcome of that calculus was what we saw in Miami with like the pre-show, the pre-show hype, hype machine, whatever that was, and it's what we've seen in Vegas now, right? They mm-hmm. think this is what the American racing fan wants or the American right. sports fan wants. And I don't even know if that's true in general across the board with sports fans, right? Like, yeah. um, even for, like, football games or baseball games or basketball games. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think people really care for this crazy, like, hype show, like, smoke, like dry ice, fog machine stuff going on. I don't think people really like that. I think most people would prefer to just, like, all right, hey, we're here for game four of the NBA Finals, and let's go. Granted, there's going to be, like, a little bit of hype music, you know, get people into it, that kind of thing. But, like, all the nuts introductions and stuff, I don't... I mean, maybe I'm, like, wrong. maybe I'm wrong. On that. Well, here's the thing. Like, think about like when they do a basketball game or like mm-hmm. a football game, right? Like, basketball game, they announce the team, right? They have the they do the announcements of the players coming in, right? Mm-hmm. What do they do? They just they run past the cheerleaders and the mascot. Their name flashes up on the thing. The announcer says who it is, and then they yeah. just like high five people. And then they just join the lineup of the team, right? Mm-hmm. They're not being like lifted up from the ground of the floor of the basketball <laughs> field, and like a bunch of lasers shooting everywhere, and like blinking lights, and like you know, it's not like something like that. It's not like LL Cool J is like describing how their season has gone thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have, you know, because also at the same time, you, the really there's a practical reason for that because think of how many basketball games happen in a season. You know, it's like an F1 event, you know, that you get one race in a certain place every year or, mm-hmm. you know, once a year. And so I can understand you want to have a certain amount of introduction and showmanship. I mean, yeah, that's all part of the show. Yeah. But there does come a point to where it feels very uh, cheesy, trashy, kitschy, you know, in this way that's just not it, – it's less excitement and it's just more uh, – I mean, it really, it inconveniences the drivers. Like, remember when Miami, they all yeah. had to, like, get up and do the thing, and none of them wanted to do it because, like, they were in the middle of, like, you know, doing their prep with their team? Yeah. Except for maybe inc- Lewis. Yeah, except for maybe Lewis. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's sort of an inconvenience for the for the drivers. And yeah. um, I just feel like I just watching this, this Grand Prix, I'm just, like, it feels so alien compared to every other Grand Prix we've seen this year. It, it doesn't feel grown up. You know what I mean? It feels huh. like... It feels very immature in mm-hmm. a way. 
And uh, I know, like, that's probably, you know, I mean, maybe in hindsight, everyone will look in, in, at Vegas as being, like, this huge, you know, watershed moment in the sport or whatever. But I, I just, like it felt really excessive and i know and the thing that's really annoying is that like you know people the people are just gonna use that blanket response of that's vegas bro <laughs> and it's like sure but isn't that really the point the really mm. the, the point that's like we're we're do, throwing on this spectacle of a show haphazardly mind you thrown together mm. um just to just to like you know over inflate an already inflated hype around an event and then and then get guess what happens you know people show up for that first day after all that hype yeah and in nine minutes a manhole cover just shuts down all proceedings yeah and i you know well you know what real quick welcome everyone um <laughs> jason and i are obviously talking yeah. about the vegas grand prix here yeah um, but but for those of you that are new listeners, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We do we do we do some banter about F one. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this one's been a long time coming. We've been talking about previewing Vegas for a long time. And, yeah. Um. I I think uh, the. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to discuss here. Um. There's a lot of all the sessions, right? Yeah, I wa- Um, only session I missed was uh, FP three. Okay. Um, but I did see FP one. <laughs> <laughs> all nine minutes of fe1 i mean there's no excuse to, yeah. to, to not miss it i mean yeah. it was literally nine minutes <laughs> you know what's like, funny though i watched the uh i watched the highlights of fp1 and the mm-hmm. highlights were seven minutes and like 50 seconds it's like wait you cut out a minute 10 of what, what happened, <laughs> yeah, you, you could have just played the whole, <laughs> thing, put the whole yeah. thing yeah um so yeah i, I think what's funny about this you, you can examine this weekend in a couple of different ways right Typically, we always go for the qualifying, like, let's talk about qualifying, and then let's talk about the race, right? What's right. really interesting about this Grand Prix is that we can talk about the pre-race drama. Um, that's pretty much, like, the build-up to the actual event itself. All the stuff that happened, like, literally the day before the, day before, um, the free practice hit. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the issues with the free practice sessions, and then qualifying in the race day, you know? So... Right. There's a lot more sandwich to bite into today. Um, I think one thing I wanted to talk about, because we kind of already addressed the the pre-race show, the, all the build-up to the actual event. Um, did you see on, on Reddit, the uh, Formula One subreddit, someone posted a picture of the inside of the VIP exclusive area. And dude, it looks so bad. It looked like one of those like strip mall restaurants where they have those, those like A-frame, like like board back chairs that have like the gap at the top of the at the top of the chair and the at the bottom of the chair and it had oh. like these really awful tables and that was like a fifty thousand dollar experience yeah <laughs> like yeah everything like that image i feel like represented and i'll try to find the image and link it in the episode in the show notes for this one but i feel like that image just represented perfectly like everyone's feeling about this just like whoa this is a lot of money you're paying for not a whole lot you know now the racing aside like because i think there were some fun things about the race and we'll get there but um yeah. it's just i've never i don't think there's ever been i, mean, I i'm i gonna say i think there's never been an event as crazy as this that's not true clearly i haven't been to every single f1 race or watch one right but yeah. i don't think we've watched one in modern times that has been this like full of drama and full of weirdness going on outside of like spa right 
spot right. 2021 where they got rained out and that fight was like thank you for your attendance fans we'll see you yeah, next right. year <laughs> right well you know there are you know th- that was the thing that you know, people were saying that like okay you have races that are delayed or or they have their you know um they they like have delays delayed. because of rain yeah. Yeah, yeah like weather delays that's normal right you have uh delays because of um some certain sort of like issue with like barriers or like you know like sometimes you get like uh things where it's something like something on the track like maybe there was a crash in like a seat in like the cars beforehand they destroy a barrier and it needs to be you know fixed up or whatever but like apparently and this is what i've been told i I, this is what i heard when i was watching um when i was watching the uh the the practice sessions they were talking about how the track wasn't like officially green lit for the actual race until like an hour <laughs> before the practice session. Like, I mean, yeah. like really, like, like I mean, like I know, I know because it's a street circuit, the mm-hmm. streets are operational, and so like only so many people can you know uh, drive on you know drive on the streets, or they can you know, only so many people can um, you know uh, what is it. They can only have it closed off for so long, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like this should have been caught. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like this should have been caught. They should have known. Like I mean, like they use like they use basically like good like great stuff. You know, great stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like just expanding foam to like hold the manhole cover down. Yeah. But uh, here's the but here's the thing, okay? You know, wh- you say what you will about whether or not it wasn't prepared well enough. Like it wasn't, you know. Um, I think that the two. I mean, honestly, the two biggest, well, the three biggest egregious things about this whole situation, right? Mm-hmm. Was one, they had to cancel the whole session. Yes. Yeah. So they, it was just done. No more. No, like they, 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 they and and there's no support races specifically, sp- specifically FP one. Yeah, yeah, and there were there were no support races here. Mm -hmm. Like it was just the F one cars. That was Mm -hmm. all what it was about. So it's not like the people who were there could have seen other support races, right, or other action happening on track because there literally was none. Mm -hmm. It, 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 so that ended right. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's one. Two, Carlos Sainz's car was destroyed. Like, bro, destroyed is not even. It got Thanos, man. It just got. (laughs) Yeah, it just yeah yeah. The manhole cover just yeah. Um, absolutely decimated, and and like when you see the the footage of the spark, like when it hits, it was like a fireball, dude, behind insane. the car, insane. I mean, and so okay, that's a bummer, right? Yeah, was it time. Carlos's fault? No, not at absolutely all. not. He was driving on the track. And what's frustrating about that? Why couldn't the FIA? Because he ended up getting penalized for that, right? And yes. created a ten a ten place grid penalty into right. the race for that. Why right. couldn't the FIA just pull out like a force majeure? like kind of clause they, right the apparently like, like act of god type of thing because yeah, insane i know it is insane and apparently it was it's it was just like apparently the reasoning was because just precedent like they were just like well you know these rules are in place and it doesn't matter like they have to be you know applied uniformly and we you know we could make an exception but we can't or we're not going to i'm I so mean, frustrated and he... in a terrible mood and i'm i'm not you know <sighs> I don't blame him. And everybody else was. Jensen Button was. Karun Chanduk was. All of them were just like, why can't they 
why can't make they something give up? him an exception? You know, it, it's frustrating because I think I'm really triggered right now because I hate hearing precedent even in real life, right? Like real life court mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, we can't charge this person with a crime because it's just precedent. Like, but they clearly did the thing. Yeah. Like what? Right. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So back back in Formula One, but yeah, no, it was it's complete garbage that they weren't able to. I, I understand them like saying that oh we have to stick with what we said. I I get that to a certain degree, but this is just so wild. This is literally a failing, a failure of the of the track, right? Yeah. And you're gonna blame it on the how would this be any different if he had gone off? Well, mm, maybe the way they're looking at it is that he went off if he went off into a barrier, right? that and he had and he sustained some kind of damage from the barrier right that he would have some kind of uh, power unit swap and then that would be some kind of you know a 10 place grid penalty that he would receive maybe they're comparing it that way like which even is though unfair which is unfair yeah because it's not, not yeah 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 but this that's not probably unforced error but that's the exactly that's the logic they're using though right that that is what they're adhering to so it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any it's sense. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, Carlos deliberately drove over a loose manhole cover that he knew was there, yeah. and it destroyed his car. That's that's <laughs> absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. I couldn't uh, believe it. Yeah. Like, adding insult to injury doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even cover it. And yeah. then, you know, the third thing that happened, right, was the people who were in the stands to mm-hmm. watch some race that paid for their entrance into yeah. the paddock area, they were all just vacated. Yeah, they re- they they started FP two at two thirty in the morning. It was like an hour and a half after. Yeah, correct. Apparently, the, apparently from what I've heard, people were as people were leaving, they were hearing, hearing the, the engine cars. start up yep. as they were being forced to leave and being told to leave. Yeah, and being told getting to leave. booted out. And they're also now conducting a practice session for like the better part of what like an hour and forty mm-hmm. minutes at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Near all the hotels. <laughs> and, then, and then on top of that, on top of that, right, these people are, they get kicked out. And what was the reason? Because of of um, labor, of a, a whole labor dispute going on, right? Mm-hmm. Where I believe the employees were union, but they couldn't work because they hadn't negotiated whether or not they could actually go ahead and work the event at that time, right, for a, speci- for a specified rate, right? Specified mm-hmm. wage. So this is just, I don't know how something like this wasn't thought about in the future, right? Like, hey, if there's some kind of delay, can we write it into the contract for this weekend's event that workers get paid at X rate? Just even that conversation, did that happen? Right. It seems like it didn't. Because <laughs> no, like did. no one, because everyone was just like, oh, well, that'll never happen. Like, there, there won't be any kind of delay. That's never happened in Formula One before, right? Like, right, right, yeah. Like, yeah, this will, everything's going to go so smoothly. Yeah. You know, it's like for a city that's all about taking bets and taking chances on things, <laughs> like, they really, really, really did a terrible job at this one. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, worst, I, I think the worst, the worst thing, though, is that all the people apparently who, you know, missed out on that fp you know fp one uh, session um and people who paid for their tickets for that day they were given 200 dollar merchandise voucher. voucher yeah like oh so let's just pay to the company store basically that's so like, it's 95 percent of a ferrari hat at the merch store uh, right right <laughs> no exactly right it's ridiculous like, Two hundred dollars for some people, like you know, there there was. I'm I bet you there were people who were there that could only afford to show up to the FP1 session. Absolutely, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. They, they could only afford to show up to that. And the only time they had to go was to that. And they just missed all the... Like, they should have... I, I mean, it would have oh, been better if they just Com- gave them refunds. Give them refunds. Like, Especially this is the first year of the event, right? Just garner some goodwill, some good PR saying, hey, we know it sucks. We're so sorry. We fumbled the bag. It's a bad move on our part. We're refunding all the money. And here's a merch voucher. Done. Problem solved. And then this could have now. Now the FIA looks ridiculous doing this, you know. Yeah, it's just like it basically like it, they might as well just like you know, gave them a hearty handshake and a honey baked ham, like you know what I mean, like. <laughs> and don't it, forget uh, a cor- Corona and a nice slap on the on the backside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I got come on, old chap. Like it's just, it's yeah. I would I saw that and I was just like, well, yep, yeah, no, yeah. I, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm also surprised at the same time. It's just like a weird feeling, like it's cartoon villain like stupidity dude like yeah. that 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 is so ridiculous and actually so just to clarify was that 200 dollars merch voucher for those who missed fp1 or for the people who had to leave fp2 or it didn't matter like if you were in either well camp? there was nobody at pf fp2 there was nobody there they ran no, fp2 with no crowd oh right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah right right so they were kicking them out because of the, the time delay it's just that fp2 happened to start at that time right okay right right right, right yeah right, right. so it's like everybody who was there to they were watch supposed FP1. to see fp1 and fp2 right yeah but yeah. then they were just kicked out and, yeah. and like and they were it's given just... a 200 dollars merchandise voucher yeah unbelievable. like it's just like that's gonna solve that's gonna cure the wound i mean yeah. i just uh, it was so that's yeah. so insane but anyway that was just the beginning yeah of this like this this really bizarre race weekend i mean really bizarre mm-hmm. I, so uh, fb2 comes around right they actually get some running out on track and even still amongst that, everybody I think was really confused as to what was happening and what was really like what was really going down. I mean, there was a lot of discussion about like being there at two in the morning and like, you know, there there's the big discussion was like, you know, they're talking about tire pressures because it was really cold. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know, just not really knowing the track, which uh sure, um, although most of the track is just a straight um, so I, I can't imagine, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine it's, it's that difficult, um, yeah. uh, compared to some other ones that they have to memorize, but even still, there's some valuable data that they were, that was missing. Right. Sure. And you know, what was really interesting watching FP2. Did you, did you feel, um, did didn't it kind of remind you of uh, 2020 a little bit? Oh, just how like barren the sands were. Yeah, yeah, well, like no one's there. Like how how quiet everything was. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. Honestly, twenty twenty was an interesting season to watch, though. So it, mm. it it was actually cool to just kind of be able to focus on just the racing. It was very much an anomaly, but yeah, this is definitely a throwback to that. Absolutely, I think. Well, and I think that that's sort of what's interesting about it too. Is it's like Vegas being like this huge, over the top spectacle, mm-hmm. and then their FP you know FP two practice session just is no just done there. literally in the like you know in the dark. At night, no one's there. There's no pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. There's no show for the crowd. They're just running around the track, just doing. So it then, did it really happen? <laughs> right, you're right. Um, <laughs> no one saw. But we did get we did get some good running. I, they were hitting some really high speeds down at the end of that straight. Um, I think they said like they were. I think the what was it the uh, was it the Williams or maybe it was the McLaren. Somebody was getting up to like I, two. I, I, I think it was the McLaren because the McLaren. I think Oscar Piastri ended up with the fastest uh, lap of the race, so I think he was hauling during the race yeah. time. Yeah, 
Yeah, the 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 RPMs <clears throat> on the cars were getting really really high up at the end up at the top end of that um yeah. that straight that straightaway. And uh, you know, uh, what were your thoughts when you were watching practice? Like, what did you think that the race was going to feel like? Because um, honestly, thoughts. yeah, I watching free practice. I don't know. I never take too much stock into what I'm seeing in F, in the free practices. Um, outside of just okay, you can expect the track temperature to kind of be like this. You can expect these kind of compounds, that sort of thing. But I don't know. I, as I was watching it, I think the only thing that really came to mind was just that. Oh, this this feels like it's going to be kind of a snoozer right i was surprised there were a lot of spin outs right um people mm. folks just kept messing up um just because their tires hadn't been warmed up yet and i think that mm. was like the biggest variable that i thought would be the most interesting add to the race right um and i think we definitely saw some of that right <laughs> um so that oh, was yeah. cool but i i thought it was it was gonna go one of two ways either that it was gonna be a snoozer and kind of processional um, kind of like monaco um, although I'm not saying Monaco's a snoozer, like qualifying Monaco is awesome. The race sometimes processional, mm. um, or that it was going to be really exciting because there's going to be lots of overtaking, um, and not necessarily overtaking by like for- forcing errors, but more unforced errors, right? <laughs> Where people would just be spinning out because they can't, they don't have good like temperature in their tires, right? So, um, yeah. what, what, what did you think what was your mindset? Well, my thought was they they're, they're it's just going to, it was just going to snake out into a big DRS train. Mm. Because I mean, we saw like, some of that. I mean, we did, and like you got, and you know, when you have just a series of very long straightaways and then just tight, you know, right hand high braking zone corners, it's mm-hmm. like you don't you don't get the 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 sort of gradual stretching out of intervals. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, they're this person's slightly faster around this section. This one's slightly faster around this section. They kind of like ebb and flow, or maybe get away from each other. Mm. Um, like the slipstream in these cars is pretty powerful you know what i mean like even if you're not using drs like you know it's it's pretty high end for top speed and we we know the red bulls are fast but we know that like there are some other fast cars out there non-red bull like the williams were really really quick in a straight line (laughs) you know what i mean um and it was funny to that was really interesting to watch as the race got underway too just watching them trying to pass each other on these long straightaways it was just sort of a who could outbreak who Mm -hmm. at whatever given point right um but uh what i did tell you watching practice that i think it it definitely translated into the race and that was that if there's anything positive i can say about this track is that it gives you a very 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 good sense of speed absolutely you have these really nice landmarks like you see all the buildings in the background and so you get mm-hmm. like a physical point you can be like man that's really fast like yeah. they're really booking it these guys are hauling um, absolutely yeah and so that that i think is the only i I honestly feel like this vegas track is just a it's just a less exciting singapore to me yeah i mean yeah it it looks like singapore you know i'm actually gonna counter on that i actually like the the lights and the buildings um i think that is a nice touch i think it's beautiful um i think more so and it's more striking i think than than singapore in certain ways um but yeah, I, I would say yeah, it, it definitely does feel like uh like if Dr. Pepper if if uh Singapore is Dr. Pepper, this is definitely Dr. Ah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like it's got the same flavor, it's got the same, you know, type of profile, but you're like Mr. Mm. Fizzy Pep. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I think I don't think they're using real sugar here. I think this is high fructose corn syrup, but I can taste the uh-huh. difference, you know what I mean? I never didn't have any problem with the lights, like 
the big dome was crazy to see. Oh, the sphere is hilarious. All the casino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that the yellow face just always giving like the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this it's this wild. Like, I mean, uh, did you see when they had the safety car? It like turned yellow. Yes. Yeah. Car. Like, I thought that was, that was a nice touch. Wild. That was cool. Yeah. Um, it, I don't have any problem with the way like it looks around. Like, because mm. I think you're right. But if you were to take all of that away and you were to just lay this track out in open field. Oh yeah, it's boring. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. like this kind of like <laughs> Singapore has like some interesting chicanes and stuff kind of happening mm-hmm. and like tighter corners and tighter. You know, I think it's definitely more difficult to pass in Singapore than it is in um in Vegas, but yeah. it also it's like you Ooh. compare this to the Jetta track too. Mm-hmm. Like Jetta is kind of technically a street circuit as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it also has that, like, just those really sort of, I think Vegas only has one really dangerous portion of it. I mean, I felt like it was a pretty dangerous track most of the time. But Are we um, talking the, the pit lane exit? Yes. That's well, insane. Well, and, let's, yeah. and let's talk about that, because, like, what, run us through basically what happened at the start. Oh yeah. So, so let's just get right into the race. Um, so lap one, you have Charlotte Claire starting on pole. Um, you know, this, I think at this point, Charles has gone 11 poles without converting them into a win or some, something yeah. like that. I, I, there's some mm-hmm. stat on it. Um, and Max is starting P2. So three, two, one, checkered flag or the, you know, the lights go out and away they go. You have mm-hmm. Charles just racing, racing, racing. And Max just, just like on the dirty side of the track, just completely positions his car in a position where they're heading into a left turn, right? So you have Max on the inside, you have Charles on the outside. Now remember, there was a big rule change or rule clarification that happened a couple of years ago because Max and Lewis in the 2021 battle, they ran into this issue all the time where it was a thing of if you're the car behind the car in front, right, at a certain point, uh, you need your front axle to be past the rear axle of the front car, if you're the rear car, um, in order to... I think have have somewhat of you know you have somewhat of a case to make if you're trying to get into the apex right into the into that mm-hmm. actual corner turn um so very similar thing happened here where charles still kind of out in front right and they're making mm-hmm. a left-hand turn and you have charles on the right side you have max on the inside on the left side but because the track is super cold and they're starting like with very cold tires and this is just from you know uh from a standing start you have max like turn really wide right and that forces Charles completely off the track. And Max went off the track, too. Yeah, but completely. Yeah. upon regaining, upon coming back into the track, you have Max out in front and Charles lost the position, right? So that was a huge moment where I think instantly, like Charles was on the radio saying, oh, Max has to, this has to be corrected immediately. Max has to give that back, right? And I don't know, I was conflicted about this. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Gabe, because watching it, you could see that Max was far enough alongside where he had a case to make for you know hey this could be chalked up to a racing incident but at the same time it was so wide right the fact that he forced both charles off the off the road and himself Mm -hmm. off the road it's just like yeah that's that's a bit too egregious even maybe even for a lap one incident i don't know so uh lo and behold later on in the race we find out that max gets a five second penalty for that and you know i i think you even if they hadn't given him a five second penalty i think there may have been a case to to be made that way to say like look it's a lap one incident you know cold tires it's a very cold track i mean this race is happening at what 1 a.m 1 a.m eastern time 10 p.m local time right Mm -hmm. that's another thing we're going to talk about 
the time that this race occurred at the end. That's one of my vibe checks. Um, so you gotta you gotta factor that into consideration. And you know, I I think if it had been a warmer track, right? If they had started on softer compound tires, I think we wouldn't have seen that and it wouldn't have been as egregious. I think it was just the fact that it was so egregious that they had to give the penalty for it. So what what, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, so I was going back and forth. There was well there was definitely there was definitely um uh a trying to understand a clarification of where the apex of the turn began. Because right. it's a league along sort of a bigger swooping turn, there's yeah. no defined apex necessarily. Um, or like a starting point, it's hard to judge. Sure. Um, but looking at the footage, I'd say that at the at the beginning of that turn, the beginning of the entrance of that turn, like when the drivers actually start to engage in the turn, I think that Charles was definitely ahead of Max. Max's yep. front axle was behind his um, Charles's front axle. He was around, yeah. well, I would say, like right around, sort of in almost his driving position when they started initiated that turn. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Which would mean that Charles needs to give uh, Max racing room, right? Like, which he did. He gave him racing room. The problem is that, like, from what I mean, from what it looked like, Charles would have been perfectly capable of making the turn because he was he was there. Right. He ready. Yes. Max was the one that suddenly had the cold tires, right? They, you know, and and started and pushed him pushed him to the right, really, like you said, really wide. I thought for a second that Russell was going to capitalize and pass yes. both of them. Yeah, me But too. I don't think he, I don't think he was, His, I think he was struggling to get up and around the turn. I don't yeah. think he could actually hit the power down. Right. When I saw that, I felt like, I, I think, honestly, Max did not have to dive into that turn as aggressively as yeah. he did. Yeah, and I think but it's Max, who, he does that it's every like, time. Well, sure, he does. But then at that, but see that that's the thing. At that point, it's like, if your if your move is aggressive enough that it is going to force yourself and another driver off the track, mm-hmm. that is on you. Yep. Max could have slowed down more to be able to, to probably to try and make that tor- turn a little easier because like there were lots of people that managed it without incident. You know, I sure. mean, Fernando spun by himself. I think is because he got cold mm-hmm. tires. He just went yeah. spinning in. That was really lucky that they didn't have more damage from that. Um, which is, I think, was the big concern for that first turn. So uh, part of me feels, okay, yes, um, I, I, I think it's, you know, Max can't necessarily be responsible for how the car is going to handle on cold tires. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like he could have bided his time a little bit more. Just a little bit, yeah. And, and just you know, let that kind of get through cleanly. Um, I think that if not give the position up, I think he should have shored the gap back. Um, hmm. You know, kind of like, remember how he did that in, uh, was it Jetta? He did that with Hamilton, right? <laughs> and like, didn't he like almost like break check him basically? Like, oh, you, know, he, you like, mean that you give the gap? You mean the remember time that? that they actually collided in 2021? No, was, no, this was last year. Last remember year. It was like, or was it maybe it was early this year? Max was told to give a to like let the gap back in, in during uh, Jetta. Oh, and then just completely capitalize like, off it again. He like slowed down, and like I think Hamilton was like behind him and like didn't understand what he was doing and like got stuck. And then like they like hit, they touched or something, and then Max yeah. took off again. Like, th- I mean, that was really shaky and not mm-hmm. very good. But I think that he should have done that something similar to that i think he should have been forced to bring that gap down not give the position back but bring with himself back within a second of of charles leclerc 
at the beginning. I think that would have been enough in my estimation so that he wouldn't have had to have a five second penalty and they could have just continued forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because he probably could have made the turn and he could have made the pass had he not, you know, just completely lost control and pushed him off. Yeah. So, um, so that's a a good take on it. Yeah. I understand the whole, you know, um, racing incident and cold tires and I get it, but I think that max is really aggressive with his moves sometimes And uh, I think that it's sort of unfair that he doesn't necessarily reap the the repercussions of some of his aggressive driving. Eventually, it will. Like eventually, he's going to get too aggressive, mm-hmm. and he's going to either crash himself, somebody else, or it's just going to you know it's going to end the race of of you know him and of you know, other people. It's just going to happen. Yeah. yeah um- and actually, there was the when when Max did get the penalty for that. That was later on lap nine. Um, I, I thought this is so cold of Max. He said over the radio when he was told that you have the five second penalty. He says, "Yeah, that's fine. Send them my regards." Yeah, <laughs> I mean for real, what is five seconds for Max? Like that's nothing. The guy like the guy You're just gangster, sneezes. Man. He sneezes man. and he's five seconds ahead of everyone else. You Yo, know, that's I mean? a, that's a bad man right there, man. Like, bro, what? Mm. yeah well uh speaking of losing it and cold tires um bro portlando norris what the heck was that yeah and okay so i was watching the the f1 tv stream right just decided to switch it up listen to cold and the boys and their reaction when that happened was like was kind of like what we would be feeling as a viewer right Mm -hmm. because you just see the camera kind of turn to follow like i think i I forget who was who was in front of him and all of a sudden you see the camera shake and you're like and you see some sparks and you're like whoa what just happened and then they're just like whoa what was that (laughs) yeah david coulthard actually had um speaking of uh, dc he had some good um good good one-liners he was referencing tiktok at a certain point on the broadcast (laughs) it was great um But yeah, no, Lando just lost it. Um, yeah. It looked at like the back end went out completely um, in that camera he shot. When, to, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say he tried to catch it. Yeah, he tried and to he catch it, just, just couldn't. And like, what was wild, the car was like, slide, it slid for a very, very long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that floor was just torched. I mean, the car was torched, but at the same time, there was no hope of him getting back into that race. Like, right. Well, and that just goes to show you, like a newly repaved surface that's not mm-hmm. rubbered in is it's green. It might as well just be like ice. Like, yeah, just them sliding around. Yeah, um, we saw a lot of sliding. A lot and of so sliding. It was only inevitable that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I you'd know, expect um, it from some of the more inexperienced drivers, not from like Lando, not from Fernando. Um, right. You know, uh, Lewis was having a tough time braking at a certain point. He had to come pit like right away because of that. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, a cold track. I mean, that's racing this late, you know, like oh, yeah, the yeah. temperature, like, uh, yeah, it's just, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad Lando's okay. I know um, he was kind of winded and disoriented, which I mean, to be yeah. fair, like, I think when you lose it, not when you lose it, something like that, yeah. um, whether it's like something breaking or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Adrenaline will be pumping. Yeah, no, the McLaren had a really rough weekend, man. Yeah. They, they were both out in Q1. Yep. And and then Lando spins. Uh, you know, Piastri did as best as he could to kind of carry the torch. And uh, obviously we had um, a couple of uh, safety car um, uh, interventions here, which mm-hmm. also I would like to talk about that for a second. 
Um, so the first safety card came out after the the the, the turn one lap one carnage, right? Because there were some there were some uh, pieces of car of carbon fiber on the front of the track. They had to pick up some wing bits and stuff like that. Um, did you notice the race restart with Max and Charles? Uh, did you what, see what happened between those two? What what in particular? So Max was doing his bobbing and weaving, right? He was mm-hmm. like you know warming up his tires, yeah. right? And then it was right right before the chicane that leads on to the front start mm-hmm. straight right yeah max goes he he takes off as though he's gonna like you know turn mm-hmm. but then he slows down extra for the turn charles almost runs into him his he yeah. locks his tires up is that when then, he almost lost it or no 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 that, that was later on because he was in the hard compound when he this, almost lost it Go yeah ahead. no this yeah this was this was the beginning of the safe the first this is the end of the first safety car mm. intervention max like took off and then right at the he, and then and like so we thought I thought like oh they're they're getting it on but then he slows down like way further back he starts his braking zone way further back than than I think Charles was expecting because Charles almost runs back into the back of him mm-hmm. he has to like lock up his brakes and then Max takes off and goes to the chicane and has is like you know two seconds ahead yeah and Charles gets on the radio and he was like that was really dangerous mm-hmm. he's like he took off and then he braked really suddenly yeah and I don't think anybody really caught that and nobody yeah nobody I said do, anything about it but I, I noticed it like now. right away I was yeah. like what the hell yeah and that to me mm, that yeah. to me feels like a really dirty trick with Max yeah. and Max is like that he has done that with safety car stuff he likes mm. to mess around with the safety car mm-hmm. rules well and not um, just that like like okay so you brought up the whole brake check of hamilton that was jetta 2021 because that was the season where the, things were really hot between them right because it's towards the tail end where they were tied and, or they were getting really close together as far as the championship points were concerned right hmm. and that was really it was another thing too where they were both really testy with one another right where hmm. um like lewis didn't want to give max the um, or I think Max had to give Lewis a position, but then Lewis didn't want to take the position back because of the of where they were on the track because of the DRS activation zone, all that uh-huh. kind of stuff, right? But yeah, you're right. He does these kinds of things, and yeah, it's a little. I understand when you when you're playing sports or you're, or you're when you're when you are participating in sports. When I say that, just to clarify, between like playing a physical sport like basketball or you're driving a, a car, right? Um, you're going to do things to like give yourself an advantage in certain ways, but you don't want to ever do anything that's like dangerous like that. Right. Because that can cause massive chaos, right? Like you can potentially, first off, not only off yourself out of the race, right. You can, you know, knock out the guy who's behind you through no fault of their own because you have committed to an action of actually driving the car and accelerating. Right. Because during, during the safety car weaving, when people are doing that kind of stuff and the restart, you're allowed to do some, some like going back and forth, back and forth with within reason, right? But yeah, n- now that you're bringing it up, yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Where he just like floored it, you're like, oh yeah, they're getting ready to go. But if you just slam on the brakes again, that's a brake check, right? Yeah, like yeah. you can't you can't be doing that, especially on an on an ice an ice rink of a track with really cold tires. Right. Yeah. Asking for you trouble. You can't you you can't take off and they'll be like, oh no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Like yeah. you know, still warm and tired. Yeah. It's like, but don't dare hit me because I'm the champion. Like you know, I like, I think that I think that uh, in in this this is the way I think IndyCar handles 
race restarts under uh, um, a rolling start under a safety cart. Roll, yeah, they do it better. Yeah. They don't. They restart their rolling start across the start finish straight, mm-hmm. and they do all those like line up, you know, side by side mm-hmm. with position, and then they wait for the green flag to to hit, and then they take off. Mm-hmm. I think the F one should adapt something like that. Not necessarily that they have to be side by side, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the I don't think the field should restart based on what the person in front is decided they're going to start. I mm. think that it should be a defined thing. It should be when they come around to the start entry and the, the, the green flag flies that yes, I think how that I think that's how that should be. Mm. I don't like this like oh you know they're like you know taking off and slowing down and taking off and slowing <laughs> down and warming their tires and trying to play like some kind of psychological game of like who's going to take off suddenly you know mm. it's like i hate that just you know what just like warm up your tires you come around the first turn you you you, you stay cooked. at your safety yeah. car space uh you know coming up to the to the start finish straight and as soon as you see that flag hit green you take off yeah that's yeah. how that should be that easy um, but yeah, no, in, instead you get Max with all his weird antics around mm. the, you know, he's probably, I think like, he's like the most recent person that's been forcing like changes to the safety car thing. Cause like now you can't do that thing where you like jockey up right next yeah, to Yeah. Cause that was Max's, that, that was that his, was Max's thing. his thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about, let, let's give, let's give Charlotte Claire his flowers. Um, you know he was doing a really great my job man. my man my man car number 16 overtook max verstappen on lap 16 and it was beautiful on track. I was, bro on track it was so great to see like i was actually i had to kind of like rub, rub my eyes a bit and double take i was like whoa whoa what was going on here bro yeah but yeah he overtakes overtakes max on merit and it was great to see because um max was clearly not like the car just wasn't in the position that he needed to be that ferrari on the medium compound bro that was so quick, and then for them These to put so them on, good. yeah, and then for them to put them on the hard, it's like, I know, I know you need the two compounds, but uh, I don't know if hard was the way to, it was hard the way to well, go. Like yeah, that, that, well, that was that betting up another thing. I think the hard tire was the superior tire on this race, because I don't think that they could get the mediums warmed up enough. The the problem is that you have yeah you have to run on these two compounds right. You have to use at least one tire of two different compounds in the race right. The Ferrari is clearly well suited for the medium, right? Right. When it was running on the hard, it took forever. It, it just did not have that same performance, right? And different cars react differently to different tires, right? Um, I don't know. I I don't recall. Well, I saw. They... Well, I saw like the the Red Bull. The Red Bull Max chewed through his mediums really fast because when he took off. He was uh, how many? He was I think like at least like four or five seconds ahead, mm-hmm. and then Charles really started eating into his lead because Charles was being a little bit more controlled on the tires, and Max was complaining that his tires were going off. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying, like I don't think these tires are gonna like make it through. Like this isn't you know, and then he that's when he got passed by Charles on track. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Charles passed him, and then he boxed like immediately after. Yeah. For, and he had to serve his five second penalty yeah so man uh, charles yeah charles kept going he looked much better on those mediums that's what yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying i think the ferrari just it the ferrari chews through tires right and i feel like the hard compound for the ferrari was just not it it wasn't working right it would have been interesting to see if they had gone for a soft and maybe go for another pit stop later maybe do do a uh uh, a three-stop race but Mm -hmm. 
um, maybe that would work to their advantage. Yeah. I don't know. But well, I think the, I think ultimately those tires, the hard tires, probably would have been the better one, just considering the fact that most of this track is straightaway. Sure. You know, with heavy braking. Yeah. So it's not like it needed all of the grip all of the time. You know. Yeah, that's true. It's just again, I just look at how clearly the the hard tires just left Charles out there like a like a sitting duck. Like he was just getting hunted down, like by by Perez by Paris surprisingly who came out of nowhere right right like the guy who got knocked out in Q2 um, right well he and, actually because he pitted early right he pitted right when mm-hmm. they did that first he, safety car he benefited from that first safety car correct mm-hmm. um, but yeah no just wanted to give a shout out to Leclerc for honestly making the most out of the car's performance for this weekend right. um, like I think the only real Mamma Mia Scuderia I can I can ha- say <laughs> here is just the fact that these guys are incredibly unlucky no, I lost the hydraulics. I lost the hydraulics. Why the fuck am I so unlucky? Box, Carlos, box. Not now, not now. Not now. Stay out, stay out. Where do we step now? Question is, would you like to have a new medium to go through the traffic or prefer a new heart? Question? <laughs> oh yeah like yeah like signs hitting that manhole cover in fp1 oh, yeah. and then like just getting like adding insult to injury like you're saying and then like Charles having to use the hard compound tire like man that sucks right? here's the thing i don't yeah i don't think that ferrari put a foot wrong at this not, race i don't think so either i think it was yeah. just yeah it was just you know luck was not a lady with them um, tonight yeah except um, for that last lap shootout that Charles had with paris and, oh yeah we'll see and which that, yeah which by the way <laughs> i think like we need to talk about that the fact oh, yeah. that paris um and there's a couple of things I want to talk about, but this is the one that I think that is like kind of like the cherry on top of everything about this race. Paris has been having such a rough season and yeah. he was on the verge of like, he was on the verge of winning, right? Because he took right. over the lead of the race from Charles. Mm-hmm. He hunted him down. And that's when I was just yeah. like, oh man, it's over for Ferrari. Like, even though they haven't really put a foot wrong, wrong this entire race, they just don't have it. They don't have a chance against that RB19, right? Mm-hmm. So, so here comes Perez. Boom, boom, boom. Overtake Charles. Great. Beautiful. All right. We're all happy. All right. Maybe we can get a Paris win here. Nope. Because <laughs> what, yeah. what happens? What happens, Gabe, after after Paris well, overtakes Charles? So, well, once that happens, um, Max, who had, you know, was knocked back to like sixth place or something mm-hmm. after the five uh, grid spot. Um, five second uh, penalty, right? Five second penalty. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the second intercar in, uh, our uh, safety car intervention after uh, Norris. Suddenly, you get this circumstance where you realize they they discovered that Perez was actually on a a, a worse setup than Max was for this track. They, Perez had more wing on his car, uh, so he had more downforce, which is not really what you need on this track, and so. After that, you had Max that just was able to just, you know, come chase him down. But also Charles started coming back because Charles, suddenly they realized that, like, Perez did not have, when he's in open air, Perez has too much downforce on the car and he just did not have enough top speed to just stay ahead. And um, I was, you know, I was hoping that Perez was going to be able to put up a fight around Max, but he did. He just, you know, Max just swam on by. Yep. Like it was nothing. Like, like I nothing. just, I really wanted either Paris to take the win or Charles just because it's like those two, those two have just been having it, having yeah. a rough well, go this season. And can we also talk about Max's um, impact with Russell? Oh my God. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because 
as we're talking about how Max turned into Charles lap one, mm-hmm. yeah. that exact same thing happened to Russell. Him yeah. and Russell, a few races, what was the race that he called him a princess? I forget what it was. Oh, that was Baku. It was Baku, it was Baku, right. Mm-hmm. Um, cold tires, same kind of thing, right? And Russell's like, look, you know, you know, I was not trying to deliberately turn into you, just had some cold tires. And Max is like, oh, well, you should have known better. What about here, Max? <laughs> yeah, right. No, <laughs> the uh, when same I exact saw thing that, with him Russell. I was shocked that yeah. Russell got a penalty. I was shocked because Russell didn't do anything wrong there. Russell <laughs> left him racing room. Yeah. Max started to lock up past the apex yeah. of the turn and ran into Russell. How is that Russell's fault? Yeah. He, he, he was, and Russell was way more ahead in the beginning of that turn than mm-hmm. Max was with Charles. Max literally came out of nowhere and just plowed into Russell. I was so surprised that they said that <laughs> Russell caused an accident. That yeah. didn't make any sense. Do you think the stewards had some money on, on Max <laughs> for this race? Like, well, they is are that in Vegas. what's happening? You know? Yeah. yeah like, they are in Vegas. I mean, I would have, if anything, I would would have guessed like at worst at worst no penalty given right just racing incident and in any direction maybe max uh-huh. getting the penalty because i was just like oh right. man max is on one today you know he's really you'll send him my regards let's go yeah, baby right. max maxi v i'm about to win this you know but right. no like they straight up give the penalty to russell which was yeah that was baffling and you know and the, here's the thing that. this leads into another point that i want to make that the stewards um, love max yeah, well, I think that, <laughs> that joke, I think y'all. that I think honestly, I think Max gets away with so much stuff that it, it it creates a circumstance where I don't think people are I don't think people unless you're Lewis or mm-hmm. um or Fernando or Charles or Fernando or even Carlos, I don't think anybody wants to race with Max even though mm. they have the perfect right to defend against him. Mm-hmm. Like when he was carving up the field again, and I think it's because of instances like oh, these yeah. where people Max just got out take, the way. Yeah, people get out the way because yeah. they know that if Max pile drives into him, <laughs> that it's going to damage them more than him. Yeah, and then he's not going to get a penalty, and he's just going to come after you at the end of the race and call you a princess or try and push you off the, the you know the weight scale or something. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in some ways, like Max kind of exudes some bully behavior. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that because of that, people are afraid to really pass him on track, or they, or they're maybe they're so used to getting out of his way that it's like muscle memory. Mm. They're just like, well, I might not, I might as well not even try. When it's just like, um, no, try. Like you're racing for a position against him. He's not just charging up the field because he feels he has a birthright to win. Mm. Like you can defend against. Like I think who was it? It was um. Uh, I thought that, well, I thought Alonzo was going to put up more of a fight than he did, but yeah. he didn't. Um, I mean, Russell was just like punted off the track and then he got a penalty, which I think was ridiculous. And then you have people like, uh, even with uh, Alfa Romeo, I think he was passing like Botas or some, somebody else. Maybe it was Alphatari mm-hmm. or, or something, or not Alphatari, uh, Alpine. Maybe it was Ocon. But I thought they were going to put up more of a fight defending their position than they mm-hmm. did but they didn't they didn't move over they didn't try and swerve into his way like they didn't do anything to try and defend against max like they were just like well just let him go through and that really irritates me mm. um i like i, I mean I, honestly like max was really kind of driving like a dick this race <laughs> like I, i'm just gonna say it like I, and i really bothered yeah no honestly that that's i think that's a really good discussion point right let he drives like a bully i think we said this before that People will just, yeah, they'll get out of his way because there was a really, really good video from years ago. Um, I think it was from 2020 
or mm. 2021. I can't remember. And Lewis was driving. It was for some PR thing where um, Lewis is driving one of the you know F1 media members around. And they're like, oh, what would you do in this? You know, all right, let's say you're driving like this right now. And then Max is coming up along your side. Uh, what do you do? And then Lewis just laughs and says, oh, get the hell out of his way. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> I, and yeah, I got to see if I can find that video. But yeah, it's kind of everyone knows. Yeah. Like, just get out it's of his like way. He's just he's, gonna... he's just he's just a pile driver. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, th- there is that is definitely a skill and an ability. Right. That's one way to drive. Um yeah, I mean, yeah. I know Ayrton Senna kind of had that. Like, sure, yeah. Thing with Prost, like, he was just like, well, like, you know, you just jumped out of his way because you just did not know what he was going to, you know, that you just knew that he wasn't going to try and compromise his line. He was just right. going to try and keep the corner. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're, we're, a di- we're you know, it's a different sport <clears throat> since then. Um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, and since we're talking about two teammates there, Senna and Prost, um, let's come back to the future where we are. Um, Verstappen and Perez, um, mm-hmm. that that last lap overtake, right? So I was saying, because I don't even think I finished that point of what I was saying earlier, but you have Perez who has had like a rough go this season, right? Mm-hmm. And he is trying to just show that, yeah, I can do this. I got this, right? He can't get the win. Okay, great. I'll get P2, right? This will help me in the, in the driver's championship, which at this point, I'm pretty sure he's got sealed up. He's He's second, right? Right. Um, so Red Bull won two for the drivers' championship. So you have Perez who overtakes Charles. I think it was like on lap fit. Um, well, let's put it this way: Charles was hunting down Perez. I think from approximately lap forty-eight or so. Forty-nine things were getting spicy. Fifty, they get it done right, and yeah. Charles is chasing him down, and then he overtakes him on the last lap and Perez has to Perez has to kind of, you know, just sit in in Charles's draft and then just punch punch out to the left. But unlike what it was in yeah. Brazil, he wasn't able to get it. I mean he didn't get it done in Brazil, but here it was just even more settled that I don't so, I don't think he had a chance there. Yeah, as I watched that, right? So like you know, Perez passes Charles, right? Yeah. And a part of it was because Charles locked up um at the uh second to last corner yeah i think it was like three or four tires from the end right (laughs) he locks up perez takes over and ever and everyone was like oh well that's it you know Mm -hmm. charles was back i think like two or three seconds at Mm -hmm. that point like Mm -hmm. after that like he was far back and they they decided okay we're gonna focus our attention on the battle with alonzo and uh hamilton right Mm -hmm. yep but you know what? You know what? My brain, in my brain, I'm like, this yep. isn't over. Ooh. And what did I do? I Gotta. was looking at the interval between Charles and Perez, yeah. and it was shrinking. Yeah. It was like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Then it was one and a half second. Mm-hmm. And then it was one second. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, t- I told Lauren, I'm like, uh, Charles is catching Perez. We need to see this. Yeah. And like they were, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear um, uh, Crofty is just like, oh, well, it appears that Charles, I think he's starting to catch him. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. He's caught him. Yeah, he's caught him. Like, he's already caught him. Like, he was well within a second. And Mm -hmm. I was just watching it and I'm just thinking, oh, he's, he's, he's got, he's going to, he, he's got to be able to do this. I was just like willing it into the, into existence. And I knew Charles was going to have one moment that he could. It was going to have to be at the end of the straight, and it was going to have to be him out breaking him. And then what happens? Boom. He mm-hmm. just like right there. I just jumped up. I started Man. clapping. Yeah. I was just so stoked. I'm I, so excited I mean, for like, him. So excited for Charles getting, getting a chance to fight. 
and he made yeah he stuck it he made it happen and mm-hmm. i just yeah just good for him i i feel bad for perez because i would have really liked to see a perez with you know it, it, people called him the minister of defense but I, honestly i don't know if that <laughs> title look... is holding up to him anymore well you know? maybe maybe it's more like maybe it's more like the defense against the dark arts teacher where you get a new teacher every year at hogwarts right yeah, yeah. that might be more appropriate <laughs> yeah just like I, what happened to the last guy <laughs> well that's that's why i think maybe this year we need to we need to um dub a new minister of defense for the mm. season um mm. which honestly it's I, a cursed I position alonzo so you, you think so yeah. yeah i can't i mean i'm trying to think of some of the other defense really intense defending sort of uh situations that we've seen and um that that alonzo perez battle was pretty intense Mm. and it was a lot of defending from alonzo a lot of the time yeah so but yeah but anyway good job charles the end of the race they all loaded into a rolls royce phantom and had one of the most awkward like ride-alongs i'd ever seen i mean i'm pretty sure it over i'm pretty sure it bypassed the way for a chair as far as awkwardness yeah i don't know this is what i mean why do they think this is what american sports fans want it's probably so smelly in that car it's so weird man they're all sweaty i mean i'm sure it reeked and i'm sure they didn't want to sit next to each other yeah i it was really strange this this whole weekend was really odd um i'm really happy for charles a part of me really wonders what could have been had carlos not had that five grid spot penalty you know i I think he probably would have been in a better position to defend Mm -hmm. uh, for charles or try to mix things up because both ferraris were looking really really good Mm -hmm. i just said you know uh carlos just had his penalties and there's nothing you could do about it yeah um, I'm feeling ready for for some vibe checks. I got right. lots. We got lots to say. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Let's 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 close. Yeah. Let's close up with our vibe checks then. Like, what 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 are what are what are your big takeaways from this after? Um, a couple things that we didn't talk about. Um, there was some for all the drama and trash about that surrounding the race. Mm-hmm. During the race itself, there were some excellent like battles on track. Oh yeah. You had Signs versus Alonzo, Hamilton with that overtake on turn three on Magnuson. Uh, Ocon and Ocon and Gasly had a great battle too. Ocon and Gasly had a great battle. Yeah, Piastri versus Magnuson. Um, you had Ocon on Sargent. It was just so so good. And people like Hamilton took o over at the same turn i forget who it was he overtook two different drivers one one on the outside one on the inside it was excellent like oh yeah that that was really really fun to see so it seemed like the the drivers were out there having fun enjoying themselves um one thing i picked up from the broadcast was that magnuson was running on the new spec um so the new spec uh haas car man that haas is quick man that mm-hmm. car is quick. They've had a lot of just misfortune this season, it yeah. feels like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I would love to see what this car could have done if it were being driven. I, I, I'm not trying to call out Hulkenberg and Magnuson and well, say they're not good. I yeah. think it's just a lot of bad luck. And also, maybe there are some quicker drivers who might be able to eke something out of it. 
Well, yeah. I, did you? Uh, so I, I went, I went ahead. I know you saw a little bit of it. Yeah. I went ahead and did that little breakdown. I, I, I sat down, and I took all of the qualifying finishes from oh, this yeah. year from all the drivers and all the teams, and I, I counted the qualifying finishes as if it was a race finish to see. Mm-hmm. Basically, the idea is if they had qualified, how they would have finished in a race. Like sure. where would everyone have been? And Haas would have been four spots up in the Constructors' yeah. Championship had their qualifying performances been the race results. Yeah, because it's a good they car. qualify super well, but they just cannot translate that yeah. into the race. We also saw that with the Williams. Williams qualified very well, and mm-hmm. then they just immediately got swamped. Down. Yeah, and we'll go. And so, if you don't know what analysis Gabe is talking about, we haven't. Ha- we haven't done that on our our episodes yet so we're planning that for some postseason content just kind of just get ready for that this is about to turn into a real data analyst excel spreadsheet (laughs) nerd dream fever dream it's gonna be dope yeah our uh, our 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 instagram posts are just gonna be just excel sheets (laughs) just like if you look at sheet a you You just have to present them just get a big square glasses and just like a little laser pointer how to use Um, pivot tables right um but yeah, 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 yeah. It was some really interesting data there. Um, so yeah, it was interesting because that made me real think like, oh man, has Hulk just been running on the stock spec the entire season? Because I don't, I haven't really been following Haas's like, like race to race weekend changes as much as some of the other yeah. teams. Um, just because I've kind of felt like they've just been down and out. But um, yeah, that's kind of what all I really wanted to say about Haas. I think the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was just how this race. Oh my God, if I get your crap together Mm. this is such a slap in the face of motorsports fans right Mm. how do you start an event if you want to do a saturday race saturday night race okay fine i get it you're in vegas that's probably the time of day where it's most most popping right it's the time of the week where it's it's the day of the week where it's most popping cool saturday night race fine do not start at 10 p.m local that's ridiculous right Mm. 10 p.m local um, yeah, 10 p.m. local for, uh, was, yeah, it was 10 p.m. local Vegas time, right? Yeah. And was that, is Ve- I think Vegas is, uh, Vegas is Pacific, so Pacific time zone, isn't it? Or is it mountain time? I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's mountain time. They started, um, I, I got the thing. No, well, it's, it's Pacific. It is Pacific. Oh, yeah. it is Pacific, so, so it was at 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Vegas started, Sorry. it's, it's, no, you're good, you're good. Um, it's 10 p.m. Pacific time, meaning east coast is 1 a.m so for those of you that are a little unfamiliar with like the geographical layout of the u.s most americans live in eastern time zone right there's no way you're going to have the average f1 fan or average sports viewing fan who might be like somewhat interested in watching f1 right because oh there's a there's a race in the u.s it's in vegas at 1 a.m that's not going to happen right i think it would be fair to have maybe like a 7 or 8 p.m. race, right? Mm. The event goes from 9, you know, up up to 9 p.m. So at latest, or maybe even 10 p.m. if you start at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So at latest, someone's staying up to, um, uh, if it's going to 10 p.m., 1 a.m., staying up to 1 a.m. East Coast. Mm. That That's fine for Saturday night. I think people can deal with that. Just mm. understand your target demographic, and this event would have been so much better, right? Yeah. Like, get your stuff figured out with workers and employees and making sure that you have all their working hours like allocated correctly, whether or not they can actually be there so people can watch the event that they paid for. Give people a refund on their on the tickets they spent on that day that they like spent a lot of like energy and time to get, right? 
like they have to work in order to spend that 200 bucks to actually attend fp1 and fp2 mm-hmm. right and you just you spat in their face with with the action of giving them a 200 dollars merch voucher like yeah it just shows a complete misunderstanding of what these fans did in order to get to this race right right don't charge twelve hundred dollars for a ticket don't don't lock out hotel rooms and then you know people can't afford to stay like it's ridiculous this isn't right. made for the average citizen or average right. viewer well and on top of all of that too they were like you know i'm pretty sure i mean i could be wrong but i i was under the impression that when the singapore track when they do like the singapore race yeah. that those streets are closed down while they have the track up that that's just you don't you can't you don't drive on those 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 roads because it's closed off for the racetrack mm-hmm. event right but apparently in Vegas they like opened up the street they opened up the strip for people like cars to drive down like like yeah. just like it would normally be and I'm like wait a minute guys like you know that I mean that could cause a lot of problems you could have a car accident that spills gas and, and stuff all over the track that you then have to clean up before like you could and also it, it created like there was like a curfew like it was supposed to be able to have them out at like like four o'clock in the morning or yeah. whatever was supposed to be the cutoff point and then mm-hmm. normal traffic could resume on there it just logistically it was a nightmare yeah and it caused a lot of disruption unusual disruption i know there were people that are really mad about like them pulling trees down in vegas like because they're like oh those trees have been 40 there for 40 years it's like okay yeah they were there for 40 years they're not indigenous to vegas mm-hmm. but also vegas does not have any contempt for history like there are the most famous casinos and like famous landmarks in vegas that were there for however long like you know frank sinatra's first gig happened at like mm-hmm. the stardust or whatever they don't give a shit they just shut down the stardust and just demolish the whole thing to pull something else out mm-hmm. they have no contempt for any sort of iconic thing except for maybe the vegas sign but i bet you that if somebody else designed a new vegas sign and paid enough money they would just tear it down and put up a new, mm-hmm. a new sign mm-hmm. like that city does not care about precedent or what remains they will tear it down in a heartbeat if they think they can make a buck on it or make it new Mm -hmm. so i'm not surprised that they they would tear down trees or do whatever they have to to destroy the strip you know i'm I'm not surprised by it Mm, yeah um i think i agree with you i think it was a stupid time to have the race not only because it was inconvenient for people but it was also very not good for the cars the track temperatures were really difficult they didn't get enough running to really understand what was happening and remember we were supposed to get fp2 was supposed to be in the earlier in the evening in the day it was supposed to be i think at like four or five in the afternoon or in the evening so like we didn't didn't even get that running to see what the race would have been like if it had not been that colder temperature yeah so yeah it was i think ultimately everyone talks about how this is a great race it's like it was exciting because the drivers made it exciting but as a whole i don't really think this is a this, this deserves to be on the calendar yeah this ain't it chief yeah no there, bring, there bring are back some german races bring back france like i would rather have those honestly yeah exactly that's a good point right like for this to be on the calendar it means something else wasn't on the calendar right yeah um i think already we're at a point where there's too many races um Mm -hmm. you could actually probably scale it back to 20 tops right and then just do a thing of rotating rotating tracks out right have your staples have your monaco monaco sorry have your um uh have your monaco have your spa have your silverstone have your montreal you know what i mean like monza there are definitely tracks are going to be there and then have like you know, or what might be really fun is if you did like a fan vote. Hey, what tracks do you want to see on the calendar in two years? Right. Do it two years out. So people have time to right. plan events, that kind of thing. Right. 
Um, that'd be great. Would they ever do that? No, because they're greedy, and they've shown that with everything that happened this weekend. And, and, you know, and I was also really irritated hearing all the commentators being like, "Oh, this turn is gonna go down in history as one of the greatest turns <laughs> in F1." And I was like, "No, it's not." Like, <laughs> s- sit down, Martin. Okay, sit down, calm down. <clears throat> you know, like they were they were doing everything they can to make this race seem like it was the most insane, exciting, mm-hmm. brilliant thing ever. And I'm just sitting, I'm just like, "No, it looks like a pig that's on its back." It's got a lot of straightaways. Like, I'm not, this was not, I was not super impressed with this track. I was not super impressed with how it went. You know, just, it is what it is. So, you know what? It does look like a pig on its back. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That was the joke. Like, there was a, there was a, I, I almost sent you a meme that was a reference. It was a, from a scene from Rush, but I didn't want to spoil it for you um, because you still have to watch that movie. Um, oink, oink. Yeah, it's just—it looks ridiculous. It's—it's just not. No, I—I I think they could have made a more interesting track had they tried. Find some other place in Vegas that doesn't involve the strip, you know. That they could have wow. made a track layout for, but you know, um, who knows? Maybe they'll make changes next year because this is still yeah. on the calendar for next year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Looking at the looking at the track layout, I think what's so wild about it too is that they actually built in a paddock, so they're committed. Yeah. They're fully committed. I know. I yeah. know. And, you know, but, like, I wish they could just pick up all of the materials from that paddock and just build it somewhere else outside of the city, <laughs> you know, and just make a purpose-built racetrack with a casino in the center. Mm-hmm. You know, put you could put a bunch of neon lights up and around, do the yeah. whole thing, you know. I don't think they, they're not going to, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, uh, you can listen to us uh, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want to hit us up, feel, please feel free to contact us on Instagram, uh, TikTok, um, YouTube. We have all of our episodes uploaded on YouTube. You know, like and leave a comment. Um, that would be great. Subscribe there. Um, you can also find us on uh, Twitter uh, at F1 or F off. All or you word. can email us directly. Yes, all one word. You can also email us directly at F1 or F off podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave comments. Uh, let us know. Um, and honestly, let us know what you think about the Vegas Grand Prix specifically, yeah. too. Uh, give us your thoughts. Send us some messages. We, you know, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to, you know, let people know what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this is the third race in America that we have. Like, And honestly, it's like I, I want us to be successful here in America with our racetracks. But... I don't know if Vegas is it, honestly. I don't think Miami is it either. But even even still, I will say Miami is a more better. interesting track. Miami's you better. Know? Yeah, Miami's more yeah. interesting for sure. Were you ever yeah. think you were gonna say that? I don't know. I don't I never no. thought I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the problem was we just didn't know how much of a disaster the Vegas GP would be. Yeah. What I'm interested to see after all this after the dust has settled is um just to see, all right, how was how did it fare financially, right? What was mm-hmm. the social media buzz? Did the drivers like it because right now the drivers from what it from what it sounded like didn't care for it right especially max mm-hmm. bro i know we just did our outro but i we got more content like <laughs> the fact that max was just laying it in every single chance he had about mm-hmm. vegas they're like oh are you excited about this track and he's just like no no yeah. <laughs> he's like, do, yeah do you like doing the media stuff no i don't like doing any of this stuff you know i'm contractually obligated you know like man i love it he's been cold all weekend bro it's yeah, excellent. he has. Yeah, he has. He was a 
Uh, and and you know what? I'll, I'll give Max some kudos for that because yeah. I do also genuinely we, do not care about because we guys. need that, right? You need like the face faces of the sport to call out like bullcrap when they see it, right? Yeah. Like you have to, or nothing will I change. Mean, I think it was thrilling for how high speed it was, but ultimately, I don't really think it made for a good race. I was thinking halfway through they might as well just be on an oval. You know mm. what I mean? Because it was effectively an oval with just some sharper turns, mm. like. That you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. straight, curve, straight, curve, straight, curve, straight, curve, yeah. straight. I just, I, yeah. That's the problem with the street circuit, right? You're fixed. It is a problem. Fix the geometry you have. I know yeah. it is, but you know they could find some other layaway. Uh, you know, I just think we need more tracks, purpose-built tracks in the in this country yeah. that can handle F1 races. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. we'll get that. But yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Anyway, viva Las, Las Vegas. 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 Ha, 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 ha.